Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Puppies and kitties, books and movies. Yes, we love these. Listen to this podcast, please. up everybody hello hi hey welcome it's a whole new year yep welcome to the first book squad goals episode of 2024 that's not true Oh. Because an episode just came out today. Welcome well, to the first episode we <laughs> recorded in 2024. <laughs> yeah, this is the first one we recorded in 2024. Yeah. Sorry, I had to kiss a cat real fast. Little peek behind the curtain there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this um, is not a live yeah. show. This is not a live show. Um, we recorded this before. Um, but today we are here to talk about the year that was 2023 um we discussed earlier that 2023 wasn't necessarily the greatest year for everyone here um so rather than talking about the best thing that happened to us in 2023 we're going to start by talking about something in 2023 that we would like to leave in 2023 as we move on into this new year and then after that we will re- we will reflect on the pop culture moments and things that we love the most this year. And that is the plan. We'll also have some recordings from previous guests reflecting on their favorite things of the year. And yeah, we'll read some listener um, thoughts as well towards the end. So stick around. That's what's on the agenda for today. Mm-hmm. How's that sound mm-hmm. to everybody? Good. Good. Wait, that sounds so thorough and well thought out. <sighs> yeah. Emily um, runs a tight ship. Oh, no. Murray's leaving. Are you leaving? No. As soon as I okay. said that, she got distracted by a cat. I know. I mean, look at him, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right. Really, Murray's running the show here. Mm-hmm. Let's, yeah. Let's be real. I have a cat in my lap, and he's so sweet. Um. Okay, so with that, let's start with our intro question, which is, what is one thing in 2023 that you would like to leave behind? Um. You can interpret that as you will. This is Kelly. I'm going to leave behind feelings of guilt over how long the naps that I take are. Oh, yeah. Don't feel guilty about that. Because here's the thing. I often, especially since 
uh, working remotely became a thing. Sometimes I'll just take a little nap from like noon to 3 p.m. And yes, that is in the middle of my workday. And no, I'm not supposed to do that. <laughs> but <laughs> sometimes I do that. And when I say sometimes, I mean like probably three out of five days of the week. Um, and then, you know what? I'll just work until six. You, if from, you get your and, work done. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I get my work done. I make up the time. And I'm, I always feel guilty because I'm like, why can't I just actually wake up in 30 minutes like the alarm that I set told me to? And I do wake up and I look at my phone and I say, I'm not getting up right now. And then I set another alarm. And then I proceed to feel bad about myself and my self-control. And you know what? I am participating in the grand tradition of the siesta. And that is something that we should all do a little bit more often. Every single day during the winter break, I took a three-hour nap. It's good. Except when we were in the car and then I complained that I couldn't take a three-hour <laughs> nap because I couldn't get comfortable enough. Mm. So I hear you. Couldn't you get comfortable enough? Most comfy. He's ready for his three-hour nap right now. He's closing mm-hmm. his little eyes. I wonder if the microphone boy. is picking up his purring because he's purring oh. like, right into the microphone. No. We'll see. I hope so. Um, this is Mary. Okay. I would like to leave behind in 2023 complicated family relationships. I would just like nice, uncomplicated family relationships Mm -hmm. from now. It's a little easier for me now because both my parents are dead, but (laughs) (laughs) but I just want to maintain, um, like, healthy. That sounded flippant. It's been a really terrible year, honestly, because of that. But I just want to move forward and have, like, nice, healthy relationships with the rest of my family. Yeah. I think that's a good goal. Susan? Sure. Um, Leave behind Alabama. Yeah, I did. I did do that. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, we're going to go there a lot, so I don't want to say I'm leaving that behind. Got a lot of, like, special people. As a residence. As a residence, yes. It has been left behind. Um, I was going to, in a similar um, vein as Kelly's, leave behind some guilt. Um, But it's, like, working mom guilt. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I went back to work last year not in 20 in 2022 is what i mean by last year but 2023 was like the hardest year for like trying to balance my job which i actually really like Mm -hmm. and being a mom which i also really like so um i don't know just like 
you know, stuff happens with kids and you have to miss things and mm-hmm. it feels like you're being punished for it. And it's just like, I'm not going to keep apologizing for these things. So they happen and um, I can still be good at my job and also good at being a mom. Yeah. Uh, also, places make me good at two things. <laughs> places don't make it easy for you. They're like, oh, daycare is fine from like nine till 1145, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. And then, you know, it's like if they have a fever, you have a whole new set of problems on your hands. So, and uh, spoiler alert, kids have a lot of fevers. <laughs> That's the number like one thing lot. I've learned from you becoming a parent <laughs> is that babies are sick literally Constantly. 80% of the time. Yeah. Well, if they're in daycare. Yes. They still probably get sick more than the average person, even if they're not in daycare, because, you know, their immune systems are new. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's why this year specifically was rough because she was – it was her first, uh, like, bigger kid classroom, bigger kid being not infants. So they're, like, mm-hmm. running around touching things, putting actually things playing in with mouth. each other. They're not just, like, lying on the floor. <laughs> so Kids? Yeah, kids are gross. She got, she got sick a lot. Um, but, hey, she just got tubes in her ears and maybe uh, I'll have mm-hmm. less reason to feel guilty <laughs> with less – problem fewer fewer ear problems <laughs> mm-hmm. um this is emily the thing i would love to leave behind in 2023 is worrying about money but since there's only so much control i can have over that and i feel like as millennials we're just it's our lot in life to worry about yeah. money for the rest of our lives um I will say, like, one attainable goal would be to um, leave behind uh, not speaking up for myself. Um, so, yeah. I started that this morning. Mm-hmm. Do you mean that mostly in a work-slash-money-based capacity yes. or yeah. across the board? Good. That's good. That's also, I think, one of the hardest places to speak up for yourself because it's like oh i don't want to yeah and it can also be really discouraging because you can do it a ton of times and still be treated like shit yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um which i say from experience (laughs) but (laughs) But it is good it is good to do yeah so you know there's only so much i can control in terms of like how much money i make because despite what the American dream would have you believe, um, if you work really hard, you might still be poor. Yeah. But I can, you know, like say no more often and say like, hey, this isn't okay more often. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I deserve more. Or like, hey, you should be paying me more for this thing you want me to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. That's it. Um, so that Get out of here, 2023. Things, those are the things <laughs> oh, we didn't like about 2023. I have an honorable mention. Um, is the eggnog that I was drinking last time <laughs> on it. the podcast. I'm still drinking it oh. because I still have about half of a bottle left. And so this is an honorable mention because obviously I have not left it behind. I'm having a glass of it right now. It tastes like bubble gum. Gross. Ew. I hate the flavor of bubble gum, and imagining it liquefied is, like, really turning my stomach right now. So thanks for that. Now you know my experience, but mix it with a little bit of nutmeg and some rum. 
and you got yourself a drink. Sort of. (laughs) At what cost, though? Allegedly a drink. (laughs) The cost was about uh, $4.99 for a bottle. (laughs) That's too much for what you described. Okay. Um, So those are the things we hated about 2023. Um, Now we're going to talk about the things that we liked about 2023. we do have to have a timer for this because otherwise we do tend to ramble. I don't know if you've ever tuned in before, but uh, yeah, sometimes we get off topic and things happens. Um, so what do we say? Three minutes? Yeah. Three minutes? Who wants to time? Who wants to be our timer? Mm, I can. Okay, great. So I just put these in an order. I didn't really think about the order particularly this isn't like from best to worst or anything it's just i put myself last because i'm hosting and that seemed like the right thing to do but uh (laughs) other than that we're just gonna go in this order if that's okay with everybody so starting with our number three favorite thing mary i have you first would you like to start the timer and would you like to start talking okay great So my third favorite thing is not a pop culture icon (laughs) or moment, but to me, he is just as important as one. My third favorite thing is Apollo, the neighborhood cat, who I go on walks specifically to see. Um, Todd and I moved into this house we're in like a year and a half ago, and since then we started to go on more walks in the neighborhood because we have a nice sidewalk street that we live on. So we'll walk up and down our street, which is really long. And notably, we will see Apollo, who lives like two blocks down from us. He has a beautiful Siamese like point. He has like a dark Ooh. face and a dark tail. And his body is sort of like off white and brown he's beautiful he's huge he's like 17 pounds and he's so friendly he'll come right up and rub on you and let you pet him and he has a little old man meow and i pick him up all the time and he likes it um his owners are also very nice i do not know their names but i've seen he lives in like a house with a bunch of roommates and I've seen all of them at different points and they're all cool. They all are like, come pet him, come pick him up. He loves people. Like feel free to walk up in our yard and pet him. And so now when I drive home from work, I'll specifically drive by that house where he lives. I'll see if he's out. And if he is, I'll be like, Todd, we got to go for a walk right now. And it's been good (laughs) because I get to love and pet on a big cat and we get a walk, which yes. is probably good for my mental health or something. I don't know. <laughs> so I think Apollo has made my year better. And Aww. I love him. Aww. I love that. I want you to send us a picture of him. Okay. How much time do you have left, Mary? I have 48 seconds left. <clears throat> Anything else you want to say? Nope. I just, I just love Apollo. Great. We love that. <laughs> Mary's starting off strong. We love us the same queen. All right. Susan. Yeah, those seconds roll over to me, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Just kidding. They disappear uh-huh. into the ether. So okay. Sorry about that. You ready, Susan? I'm so ready. Go. 
All right. Two of my three things are podcasts this year. So this is my third favorite thing. One of the two. Um, so in 2022, uh, there was a podcast that Tig Notaro and Cheryl Hines did together that like really got me through uh, the newborn days and just like the whole second half of my year. And I love, love, love Tig Notaro. Unfortunately, that podcast, Tig is no longer part of it, but she started a new podcast called Handsome, co-hosted with Fortune Feimster and Mae Martin. They're also both comedians. Uh, all three, it's three lesbian comedians doing funny lesbian Woo! things. And <laughs> it is so delightful. Every episode, a celebrity friend of one of theirs um, calls in with a question um, and it like it can be like a would you rather question. It'll it could be what's the best gift you've ever received or given. Um, they they really range from like silly things to really heartfelt things. But the conversations are always really genuine and sweet. But also I laugh out loud every episode, and I like it's one of those things where I'll be like Justin, listen to this random clip with zero context because it made me laugh so hard. Um, but yeah, it's a it's new and just came out this year, but it's like already getting a pretty good following and it's really fun. And I think you all would like it too. I have a fun fact. Mm-hmm. Um, May Martin is dating a survivor Parvati, person, right? Who is like a very famous survivor person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they and just Parvati, like, launched that the other day. Parvati was known for like seducing men basically on the show and then using them being dumb to get them out of the game. And so it's interesting to see like after years of her having this reputation as like a black widow, she's like, oh yeah, actually I'm queer and I'm dating not just a woman, not just like a rando, but Mae mm-hmm. Martin. Yeah. <laughs> so I love it's that. fun. It's really fun. I forgot how much like how delightful Fortune Feimster is too. Um And they all wear suits. She, like, they all wear suits and sip whiskey. Um or pretend to sip whiskey. Sometimes they don't really drink. <laughs> That's fine. Depends. But yeah, I really Even like with that. my survivor fact, still that's good. Wow. I tried to keep Maybe it succinct should... on purpose because yeah, it's we I... don't have to hit three minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it's a max, not a we have minimum. to hit three minutes. Okay, okay, you ready, Kelly? It's me. I'm ready. Go. My third favorite thing of 2023 is the film Poor Things, starring Emma Stone by Yorgos Lanthimos. Um, I. If you're if you decide you want to see this movie, you're probably the type of person who's going to like it, and if you don't want to see it, then you won't like it, you know? It's one of those movies that's very weird and you can tell and what you you're you know what you're going to get going into it. And I am a huge fan of Yorgos Lanthimos. I have loved all of his movies that I've seen. Um he is a big weirdo mm-hmm. freak. And I believe that more big weirdo freaks should be making films. Um, Also, I love that he is a Greek director who is now fully pivoted to making English language films. 
Um, and yet so often, uh, sometimes the characters in his movies talk as if they barely speak English. Um, and I also love that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, this movie is really interesting. It is based on a book, um, by the same name that came out years and years ago. I think in like the a- 70s, 80s or something like that. Um, but I haven't read the book. I'm curious to read it. It's basically a um, Frankenstein-esque story about a woman who is created and um, her relationship with the man who has created her and also um, the various lovers and friends who come into her life and how she reckons with uh, coming into her body as a woman um, and experiencing the joys and horrors of the world. It's, it has a lot of weird sex. It is absolutely beautiful to look at. It's set in an undefined time period. It's sort of – it's both futuristic and um, old-seeming <laughs> at the same time. Um it's just really, really cool and really, really funny, which is key for the films of Yorgos Lanthimos, this extremely dark sense of humor. Uh, and yeah, Emma Stone is amazing in it, and I really love her. And Mark Willem Ruffalo is there. also very good in it. Mark well. Ruffalo is great in it. Willem Dafoe is great in it. Well, they, you just, you Rami call, Youssef, great. You call Willem <laughs> Dafoe when you need a little freak. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Okay. You also beat the timer. Maybe we gave ourselves too much time. I don't know. I feel like I'm not going to beat the timer because I have to read this whole review. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's good. It's worth it, <laughs> Yeah. All but it's okay. extra but seconds are going to Emily. Like, we really there are exceptions to I feel like should I? I feel like I them. should start with the review and then talk about it. Yeah. You know okay. I mean? Okay. You ready? So is, my, now, yeah. and you didn't write okay. this review, right? No, I didn't write this review. <laughs> All um, right. So my number three is a little game that's been out in Japan since 2021, but it came out in the U.S. in 2023, just in October of 2023, and it has taken over my life since then. It's called Sweet Gut. Before I say anything else about it, I just want to read this little review of the game. The title of the review is This Game Has Fixed My Marriage. Before Suica, also known simply as Watermelon Game, my marriage was, bluntly, falling apart. Me and my wife had not been talking for days when I downloaded Suica, and we had not touched each other in years. That was, of course, until I downloaded Suica. My wife came home one day and happened to glance, I'm, he meant glance, I'm sure, the game over my shoulder while I sat on the couch, which was also my bed at the time, <laughs> playing, working to get a high score and create the fabled and titular Watermelon. Instantly entranced by the game and my skill at playing at it, my wife sat down next to me and watched me play, the closest she had voluntarily gotten to me in weeks. Her presence gave me the motivation and drive to complete the game's challenge and create a watermelon, a feat so impressive to her that we, well, ahem, found ourselves upstairs shortly after. Winky face. Overall fantastic game, stellar core gameplay loop, a difficulty curb rivaling Dark Souls, and the best story I've experienced in a game since Bioshock. 
Does game has a story? It, no. This, this is <laughs> a joke. I was like, I thought you were just making funny. fruit. <laughs> yeah, so you're just stacking fruit, but it's a very mesmerizing game. I'm sorry, memorizing game. <laughs> um, I, I do want to say, so like, um, I, I first started playing the game when I went to visit my friend Elizabeth um, in Belgium. Because you and Ben's marriage was on yeah, the rocks. that's right. Um, I came home, introduced the game to Ben. We play it almost every day. And then uh, my sex. friend Carrie, <laughs> my friend Carrie just came and I introduced her to the game. And now she wants to buy a Switch just so that she can play oh the my game. Gosh. Um, on New Year's Eve, we put together a like playlist. And just as a joke, I put the Suica theme song on the playlist. And let me just tell you. It was like past midnight. We were getting ready to leave. We were walking out of the door and the Suica song came on. Everybody ran into the living room and started dancing <laughs> to the Suica song. And I was like, that is what I'm going to remember from New Year's 2023 is dancing to the Suica song with my friends. So, wow. Yeah. It's I'm going to really download fun it. Game. It's, it's really, really fun. I think. On the Switch, it's only like three dollars or something. Yeah, like it's that. really. And I will say, like there, there are like versions of the game that you can play online or on your phone. But the only like actual Suica game officially is not is the Switch. the Switch. Yeah, good thing I have a Switch. Yep, I need to get it on the Switch. I have it on my phone, and it's similar but different. Mm-hmm. It's still fun. But yeah, it's really fun. Wow, it's addicting. It- it is, and it's definitely, like, it's sort of, like, reintroduced me to the Switch, and, like, now I've, like, gone back to playing other Switch games, because I'm like, well, you know, I'm done with Suica, let me play something else for a little while, and then go back to Suica. So it has, like, reinvigorated my Switch playing. In a way, yeah. it's reinvigorated your marriage to your Switch. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it saved my Switch, because I had not played Switch since we moved to Seattle. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you hadn't touched it in years. Much yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. This was the closest you had gotten oh to Oh my your gosh, Switch. maybe my Switch wrote this review. <laughs> oh my God. Whoa. I think so. Thinks that you're its wife. Yeah, wow. It's like one of those birds that's like thinks that its owner is its mate. Yeah. It yep. imprinted on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Really great song too. Like it's it just plays on a loop, but like I always leave the song on when I'm playing. Like, Does your switch sleep on the couch? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. So oh well. Anyway, that's all. Yay! How, how'd I do? I did didn't even set the timer because oh, okay. I knew I was like, Dang, we needed the full review. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was. That was round three, everyone. Great job. Amazing. Yeah. Let's go. And by round three, we mean round one. And then round two will be number two. But then round one will actually be round three. Sure. Whatever you say. (laughs) Hi, my 
name is Tirza Price. I'm the author of the Jane Austen murder mysteries, most recently Manslaughter Park, which came out this summer. And I'm super excited to share one of my favorite things um, from the year 2023. And that is um, not a book, although I did read a lot of great books, but a TV show called Poker Face. Um, It stars Natasha Lyonne. And it is about a woman who has the ability to tell whenever anyone is lying. And so before the show even starts, we find out that naturally she uses this ability um, to become really, really good at poker. And she won a lot of money, um, but that backfired on her when some casino bosses figured out that, um, you know, she always knew when people were bluffing and they assumed that therefore she must be cheating. Um, so the show starts out, she's basically a cocktail waitress at a casino and a friend of hers is murdered and she deduces through her skills of always knowing when people are lying that um, the casino bosses are the ones that killed her so all of this happens like at the very beginning this is not a spoiler and she goes on the run and she spends like a year on the run. So what's really, really cool about this show is that every single episode is its own contained mystery starring Natasha as she is on the run um, with different, um, you know, cast, different guests, um, different characters. Um, but it's not a whodunit. It is a how done it or a why done it. Um, so, you know, at the beginning of every episode, um, you know, who is killed and even who kills them for the most part Um, or you know that somebody has been murdered um, or how they've been murdered you just don't know why Um, and so there's a lot of fun mysteries along the way as um, Natasha's character is just basically stumbling into these mysteries and figuring things out with her special powers Um, it's not really super magical but it is really funny Um, and I like that this is a show that really focuses on mystery tropes and twists and turns turns um, from a slightly different angle, um, but there's not a lot of attention really drawn to her ability. It just is. So it's a fantastic, fantastic show. Um, season one is out on Peacock, and I'm really crossing my fingers that season two will drop soon. So that is Poker Face TV show on Peacock. It is one of my favorite things from 2023. Hey there, Book Squad goals. This is Clay McLeod Chapman author of What Kind of Mother? And, you know, it's so funny because uh, what I want to talk about as far as one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things of 2023 was actually the very last book that I read this year ended on a high note uh, with a YA novel called She is a Haunting by Trang Tan Tran, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Forgive me if I'm not. But She is a Haunting is a phenomenal, freaky book. Um, YA or not, I swear to God, this book gets under your skin, and it's awesome, and I loved it, and I so wholeheartedly recommend it, but not if you are a little squeamish and weak in the stomach because this one is a grill. Thank you, guys. Happy New Year! I'm ready. Number two favorite thing. Go. My number two favorite thing is The Skull by John Klassen. 
John Klassen is a children's illustrator and author. He has written such famous tales as Where's My Hat? And I Found a Hat? (laughs) Or We Found a Hat? And This Is Not My Hat. Okay. He, uh, He writes really whimsical, funny children's books. And now... For my job that I started in May, I read a lot of children's books all the time. And I've come to better appreciate how special John Klassen's work is amongst an ocean of other children's books. He's always consistently, like, funny and charming and emotional at the same time. And his illustrations are really cool. He did the stinky cheese guy? No, no, that's John Skieska. Okay. Not sure how to say his Somebody last name. Somebody um, to these two things. The Skull is a folktale that John Klassen read while he was waiting to do a presentation at a library. He just picked up a book, read this folktale, and thought, hmm, that's weird. And he couldn't stop thinking about it over the course of like a year. So he rewrote the folktale as he remembered it. And when he went back to compare it to the original, it was totally different. Um, And I I think that's really cool and like saying something about folklore too. But the basis of the book is a girl is running away from somewhere, from home. I don't know. She finds a luxurious castle. Um, She meets a skull outside who says, oh, it's bad weather. Come on in. The skull tours her around, but is kind of sad. Like he says, oh, here's the fireplace where I would drink tea. (sighs) If I had arms to put the tea on. (laughs) Or he'd say, this is the pear tree and I like to eat pears out of it, but I can't really reach the ones that are good. And he's just very sad the whole time. And They get ready to go to bed for the night and the skull says, hey, uh, there is a skeleton that comes every single night. And it tries to get me. And the girl says, no, 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 we're going to take care of it. So it's funny because as an adult, you're like, okay, clearly the body is looking for its head. But the girl is just like, no, I'm going to save this skull. And, you know, it. It's, I'm going to have to get it. It's really cute. The art is like simultaneously dark, but really cute. <gasps> My timer has gone off. Whoa. Any final thoughts before we move on? <clears throat> it's it's good. It kind of, it, it gives me uh, over the garden wall vibes in a way. Being dark and charming and funny. Yay! Also, I really like Mary's job because she has sent Amira some awesome books lately. Yeah, I'll just be like, do you have this book? I really like it. I need to give it to someone. (laughs) And I sent you a John Klassen book. It was illustrated by John Klassen and written by Mac Burnett. It's How Does Santa Get Down the Chimney? And they have some. The the illustrator is the guy you're talking about. Yes. Okay. They'll be like, does Santa come out the faucet? (laughs) <laughs> All right, Mary, you're going way over. Stop it. Okay, well, you walked away. <laughs> that was my fault. I introduced uh, an additional children's book topic to the conversation. <laughs> okay. Susan, are you ready? Oh, I am ready. 
All right, go. It's me again with another podcast. Um, this one She's did back. not actually come out in 2023, but I became a Patreon supporter in 2023. So I got, I got new content in 2023. Um, but it is Ruined with Allison Libby and Hallie Kiefer. Do any of you listen to this? Or is it just mm-hmm. me? No, no, I don't know what this is. I don't okay, listen to so, podcasts, even though I have one. Right. Well, as we discussed last time, it's embarrassing to have one. So, um, yeah. Hallie and Allison are both, um, writers and like comedic writers. Um, Allison actually also has a, she does a one woman show, um, called Oh God, a show about abortion, um, that she performed this past year on, on a small tour. Um, anyway. The premise is like Hallie loves scary movies and Allison hates them. And so oh, every episode, Hallie just ruins a scary movie for Allison by talking her through the entire movie. Um, That's so, so even if you haven't seen these movies, it's still, it feels like you watched it because she really does go through like the whole thing. But there are these different little um, like segments they do each time where like they'll get to a point and Hallie will be like, okay, Allison, at this point in the movie, like what would you do? And she has to pick something. And she usually um, chooses what she calls the Allison special, which is just find the fastest way to kill yourself. Um, they had to take that off the table as an option because every time she'd be like, oh, I would, I would just kill myself. I, I wouldn't participate <laughs> yeah. in this. <laughs> um, and then there's like a point where she'll ask like, okay, who will survive here? And, um, like what were fatal mistakes that people made, but she's getting so good at guessing things because like they've done so many of these, like she'll guess the twist in the beginning and they're starting to be like, right. (laughs) A lot of the time. Um, it's funny, but I wouldn't call it like the same kind of laugh out loud funny that I was describing earlier. It's like almost like comfort food funny. Like, you know, you might not crack up, but you'll chuckle a little. Um, And they're like, I think for, I think we are like a good audience for these two people. Like they're both late 30s writers. Um, You get to know them a little bit too through this. Like Hallie, for example, came out as a lesbian, like in her late 30s during the course of this podcast like she was engaged to a man at the beginning of this podcast and now is like out there living her best lesbian life and it's like we kind of get to go along on this journey with her and it's really good for um, her yeah Yeah, i know like i'm I'm, like all proud of her like i know her um, remember i was straight at the beginning of this podcast too hey you're just like hallie welcome welcome um her actually her ex um fiance has like been on the podcast a few times because he is like a horror movie buff and and they're still like their besties and it's really sweet but the timer has and the timer is going off and that is the end anyway but um amazing that timing check it out it's a good pitch (laughs) i'm interested i am interested if i didn't have to read so many or listen to so many audiobooks i would listen to more podcasts that's the one I've but, listened to the most, like, consistently all year. And the Patreon yeah. is actually, like, really worth the money, too. Like, you get yeah. a lot of bonuses. What are you content. trying to say? What are you trying to say about <laughs> our Patreon? I wasn't saying compared to anyone else's Patreon. I'm just saying, hey, right. if you're going to pay for two Patreons, this is the other one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kelly. Okay. Kelly. It's me. Okay. 
this shouldn't be too long, hopefully. We'll see. Uh, my <laughs> second favorite thing of 2023 is Wisp the Kitten, who was born in 2023 <laughs> and has been sharing joy on TikTok and Instagram since that very moment. Um, she is a tiny little white kitten very who cute. is very fluffy and she has issues pooping. And so there's a lot of celebration anytime she poops, but she's a Persian kitten and her face looks insane. And she also constantly looks like she's dirty and stinky. Like her face is like, it looks like she just dipped her face in food. Like her fur is always like brown around her mouth and her face. And then it's brown around her tail because she's always having pooping accidents. And then the... It's, it's from this rescue, this animal rescue called Rags to Riches Animal Rescue, which I believe is based in Florida. Um, and they also do rescue other animals, but a lot of their content is wisp content because she's such a character. Um, and she has the loudest little meow. Mm. And she's so cute. And she's, you know, doing well for a while. It was a thing where everyone was like, if Wisp the kitten dies, I will end it all you know um but she's she's doing well she's like past that very um tenuous stage mm -hmm. of being super tiny and in danger and she's now a couple months old and you know she's still they're figuring out what to do about her pooping issues and she's seen a lot of specialists and stuff but overall she's still like happy and so cute and Little silly girl, i wish they could figure out my pooping issues Right? Too. She's relatable, <laughs> relatable in that way. Queen. And she relatable always queen. look a little dirty. I'm, yeah, I'm looking at this kitten stinky. now because I'm not familiar. <laughs> I was getting Wisp confused with Tater Tot. No. Who no, did, no. unfortunately, die in 2023. Wow, Mary. Way to bring down the movie. Yeah. Are we sure that was 2023? Tater Tot? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's been a long time. I know. I look back at things that happened in the beginning of the year and I was like, that surely couldn't have been this year. And yet. Why can't I find this cat? Hmm. I gotta find it. Wait, is this is this him? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Cute. What a goofy looking cat. Just like a muppet. All of these animals of a cat. are goofy. Oh my gosh, there's so many like doofy faced dogs on here too. Yep. So many underbites and weird teeth. I love it. Great. Is it my turn? Yeah. Okay. I um did not plan anything, so I'm not sure what I'm gonna say. This is a complicated subject, but start my time. All right, my number two of the year is the Todd Haynes film, May, December. So this, this movie stars Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman, as you all know, but I think like the true standout of this film is Charles Melton. Um, the movie is based, the movie is based very loosely on an actual um, case that happened right here, right outside of Seattle. Um, you probably are familiar with it. The 
the teacher who had an affair with her 13-year-old student. Yeah, really messed up. But anyway, like, after she got out of jail, like, they really did uh, get married and, like, have a family together. Um, And only recently did they get separated, but then, like, he kind of, like, was back with her at her deathbed. She died recently. Anyway, um, this movie is kind of playing with our fascination with this case and cases like it and kind of, like, I think kind of pointing the finger at us and, like, our curiosity and, like, why are we curious about these things? But also just, like, I love how campy this movie is. I love how Todd Haynes plays with camp. Um, Like, this movie is very serious and very campy at the same time. Like, it's sincere in its campiness, which is just, like, a vibe that I really love. And the acting was incredible. Like, best acting of the year for me, for sure, just across the board. And just the fact that Charles Melton was able to, like, keep up with Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore, who are, like, two of the greats, I feel, um, just says a lot. Like, I was very impressed with this movie in every way. I just loved everything about it. And it was one of my favorite movies of the year. Not my favorite movie of the year, but one of my favorites. So, yeah. Anyone have anything to say about that before we run out of time? I still need to watch it. It's amazing. Loved it. It's amazing. Everyone should watch it. It's on Netflix. It's fantastic. And I love that Riverdale prepared Charles Milton. Yes, our king. So good. I want him to win an Oscar for this. Well, um, also, it's cool that the music throughout is like melodrama soundtracks that are pulled from yeah previous soap operas and stuff um it's really ridiculous music but um yeah it's there's so many things about the movie that are like so ridiculous and over the top but it's like it's just teetering on that edge to the point where like everything still like every single character still feels like so Mm -hmm. genuine and like what they're doing and a great, great final scene. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know, it's just really great. Our time yeah. is close. Ooh. Amazing. Great <laughs> job, everyone. That was, that was round two and round two. My name is Gabriella Saab. I'm the author of Daughters of Victory and The Last Checkmate. And in 2023, I was on other episode number 79, which is called Breakneck Michigan. And if you've listened to that other episode or read my books, then you know I write historical fiction. Uh, so one of my favorite things from 2023 was actually a TV show called A Small Light, which you can watch on Disney Plus or Hulu. It's a historical miniseries set during the Second World War and is about a young woman named Meep Gies, who worked for Otto Frank, who was Anne Frank's father. And during the Nazi occupation, Meep helped to shelter the Frank family. And then after the war, she is one of the people responsible for recovering Anne's diary. So it's thanks to her and a few others that we were able to keep a copy of that diary that that has now been read by millions of people all over the world. So this show is about her and the work that she did to kind of, you know, preserve this history and help this family. So it is a beautiful show about a woman who deserves to be remembered. And those are the kinds of women that I try to uncover from my 
my historical fiction. So it really resonated with me and I think it'll resonate with a lot of other people as well. So if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Uh, So check it out and keep listening to Book Squad Goals. Hello. (laughs) Shut up. Um, My name is Angela Ferragudo. I was last on the Priscilla episode and obviously I'm going to cheat and say two things because I can't not say Beyonce because it's been all over my TikTok for the past year. I watched her play in Sweden, like the concert open, like live on an illegal stream. And I've watched so many performances since then. I saw it live and then I saw it in IMAX and dragged Kelly with me, but she loved it. Um, Everything that Beyonce does, the whole Renaissance tour in particular, um, her performance of Cozy is stuck in my brain. Anyway, that's one thing. (laughs) But the one thing I really wanted to highlight, because I think everyone should see it and everyone knows Beyonce, is um, the moment from Drag Race this season where Anitra leaps over Marsha, Marsha, Marsha in a lip sync battle. It's like one of the best lip syncs you'll ever see it's so good i think like i think the first time i saw it i just saw it on tiktok or instagram or whatever and that's when i started watching the season it's so good it got me back into the show and it's one of those things you can just like watch over and over again and it's still so good every time also i love anitra anyway that's it thank you bye Now we're going on to round three and round one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the best, our most favorite thing of 2023. I'm happy oh, to kick us off with the game of the year. <laughs> did you start your timer? I'm watching it. Okay. Cool. Game uh, of the year. It, it kept stopping my mic, so I'm just watching. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, Game of the Year, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom for the Nintendo Switch. I'm a huge Zelda fan. I've played every game in the series. I love it so much. And I love I loved Breath of the Wild. And so I was really interested on how the creative team could continue the style of Breath of the Wild while making it something new and different. And I think that Tears of the Kingdom was very successful. I mean, it's kind of unlike any other game I've played. Like, the trappings are the same. You're still, like, in an open world, and you fight things, and you do dungeons, and, like, fetch quests for people. But there's a whole building mechanic where you can kind of just put random objects in the world together and make wild things. Like, I've seen people have made tanks... And, like, catapults and just wild things by just taking, like, scenery and putting it together. Um, I'm not going to say I'm that creative with it, but I felt like the building mechanic was really fun and added something interesting to the game. And it's also just a beautiful world and it's fun to, like, get a horse and ride around and talk to people, which is what I'm more interested in. 
Um, but it was just like, it was really an achievement. And I spent a lot of time while I was playing it thinking, gosh, this must have been really difficult to program. Cause there's kind of like Suica, very complicated. <laughs> the game. story with, on with par with Suica. story. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I have my critiques of it, but I think it was really an achievement and probably my game of the year. I had spent like two weeks straight playing it. Cool. Like on a holiday. It was so good. It's okay if it wasn't a holiday. <laughs> you couldn't do that while you're supposed to be working. I wouldn't. No, it was it was kind of like between jobs. Kelly naps at work, so. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Follow your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Susan. I, I haven't even planned like what I'm going to say about this, so um, sorry in advance. And sorry, Kelly. Um, I can chime in because I saw the movie even though I didn't go to the tour. Yay. I will yeah. hold my hatred for another time. It's okay, Susan. We're okay. on the same team here. Go for it. All right. Uh, my number one thing is the Eras tour. <laughs> Yay. Uh, slash also all the content around the Eras tour um, that came out this year. So um, I went to see this show in Nashville. And despite the fact that I was trapped in the rain for a long time, and that was not fun, this was still the best concert <laughs> I've ever been to um, and probably will ever go to. Um, and as somebody who I, I've never seen Taylor Swift live before, and this like it kind of made me glad that I waited until now to do it. But it also made me sad that I hadn't done it before. Yeah, I don't know, because I'm sure the Reputation Stadium tour was like really mm-hmm. awesome, too. Um, but anyway, as somebody who um like has been listening to Taylor Swift for a long time. It was just really like personally meaningful to like go on this whole journey through through like stuff that has meant a lot to me. So this is also the first personally personal note, the first um like night that I was away from Amira. So like it was like the first time I did something sort of yeah. just for myself. Like, since having a kid. Not that I don't do stuff for myself, but, like, I've never... I hadn't gone away for a weekend and, like, made a whole thing about it and, like, got a whole outfit together and stayed in a hotel and all of that. And despite the rain, it was just, like, really awesome. And while there were some exclusivity problems with getting tickets, Mm -hmm. I do really appreciate that now there is the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And... That's out and mm-hmm. anyone can see that. Uh, you can rent it at home now. Um, and I, of course, have to mention that two new Taylor's version albums have come out. This I, yeah, as well. I was going to say like 1989 Taylor's version was probably like my favorite Taylor Swift thing of 2023 because that is my favorite Taylor Swift album. And I was very excited about it. I thought about just doing that at first, but then I was like, but. Yeah. <laughs> it's also connected to the Eras tour. Yeah. <laughs> so I just 1989 um, is so good. So good. We did I really love the songs from the vault on this on Taylor's version of 1989. Yeah. But um I got Justin a record player for Christmas. We have, there's a record shop literally one block from our house. So um my first my first vinyl was 1989 ta- Taylor's version. Nice. Yeah. Taylor's Justin version. bought something like Pink Floyd and 
something that uh-huh. maybe made more sense to the people at the record shop. And no, I was like, I, oh, this is my chance to start collecting all of these. If, <laughs> so. if I had a record player, I would probably get 1989 for my first record also. Believe the hype. It sounds great on vinyl. So. I'm sure it does. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ding. Ding. Okay. Sorry. Ding. That was probably just a ramble. And, but do you, do you have any comments about Travis Kelsey? I just want to say Ding Travis Taylor Kelsey Swift. was on my fantasy team this year. And I feel like I should have gotten extra points for all the Taylor Swift news buzz. But yeah. I don't know. Apparently you don't get extra points for that. Did, was he the one on a that had a reality dating TV show? I don't remember. Maybe? I don't think so. It was a yeah, Kelsey. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, no, my only thoughts on that are like, he seems like just a, a unabashed himbo. Yeah. Um, I loved really when all of his old tweets came out and, and they, they were all like everyone. non-problematic and just dumb. <laughs> yeah, it was just like... <laughs> yes. It I was called squirrel. Catching Kelsey. Yeah, 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 yeah. I watched that. I just didn't remember it was him because I don't care. No, I love love and I hope they're happy. Yeah, that's I hope they're happy too. I always, not always, that's a lie. But if they're unproblematic, well, I just want actually, everything to work out for everybody. That's Let me, I, give me an extra second so I can read my favorite tweet about this situation though. Okay. And then, then we can move on. We'll allow it. Is it Seemingly Ranch? I love Seemingly Ranch, though. That was one of my favorite memes of 2023, Seemingly Ranch. Oh, man. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I saw some Seemingly Ranch Halloween costumes. It was like when everyone found out that they were dating and like a news source just tweeted that uh, Taylor Swift, quote, wants a guy that's into his career, does his own thing, but is also supportive and understands her. And then Julia Clare retweeted that and said, she also clearly wants to get fucked by a man built like an oak tree with light brain damage after years of British twinks, <laughs> and we should respect that equally. We definitely should get it, Taylor. I liked the one that's that Damn. was a joke about how it's actually not um, – PC for her to be dating him because of the mental age gap because he has um, CTE. Oh my gosh, it all comes back to May December. <laughs> such, such an important movie this Full year. Circle. Such an important movie. Um, I should have worn my my uh, Eras Tour shirt. Not that anyone can see it, but you three. But still, yeah, yeah, just to make me feel shitty about myself. I did see the movie now though, for and the something movie was very good. Just different. We've gone very over on this. All right, go, Kelly. (laughs) Yeah. We're allowed to go over on things I care about. Yeah, clearly. (laughs) Um, Wait a minute. uh, Okay. Sorry. (laughs) So, um, my favorite thing of the year is shockingly a nonfiction book, which is. That is a shocker, actually. I never read nonfiction. Yeah. Um, but the way you said it sounded like sarcasm. Oh, I, I mean that. Yeah. I I truly never read nonfiction. Um, so <laughs> the book is called Raw Dog by Jamie Loftus. Um, Jamie Loftus is one of the hosts of the Bechdel cast. She also has come up with the podcast um, Lolita podcast, which is a really great um 
examination of Lolita in pop culture and the book itself, etc. She did the ACK cast all about the Kathy comics. She did My Year in Mensa, where she got into Mensa and proceeded to troll all of the horrible men that are in <laughs> that society. Anyway, she's a very, very funny comedian and writer, and I have been a fan of her work for some time now, but this is her first book. Um, and it is all about hot dogs. It is about um, – <laughs> And it's really, it's That's really not great. What I thought you were gonna say. It is all about hot dogs. Um, it is uh, Jamie's tour of the country. She went on. Uh, she called it Hot Dog Summer, and she went on a road trip across all of America, trying out all different kinds of hot dogs. But the book also, along with this, and along with like her personal like love of the hot dog and hot dog lore in American culture, she also goes into like the history of the hot dog the different types of hot dogs and, like, their, you know, cultural significance in other countries. She goes into labor uh, history, which is really interesting when it comes to, like, the meatpacking industry and et cetera. She she covers um, the Coney Island hot dog eating contest, like, professional um, eater, like, uh, uh, speed eaters. What is the word I'm looking for? Competitive eaters. Competitive eaters. Competitive um, and like eating. the weird racism surrounding some of that and sexism. And then also the story details the fact that like during her writing of this book, she went through a breakup. So like the book starts and she is has a partner and by the end of the book, they are broken up. Um, also details some of her personal experience with disordered eating Um it's just like so much packed into a book and it works so well. It's like informative. It's so funny because she is really, really funny. It's like touching. It's poignant. It is so good. I cannot recommend it enough. And she uh, reads the audiobook and I personally love um, her voice. I guess I listen to a lot of her podcasts. So uh, she's a good reader of her own work. And I highly recommend it. It is so, so good. Cool. I just added that to it. It's on my TBR. It's got sounds wonderful and super weird. It is. (laughs) In the best way. I want to read that nonfiction book about butts. Have you guys seen that one? I I actually got that for Ange for Christmas last year. Yeah. Let me know if she ever reads it. Yeah, I'll have to borrow it from her and read it before she does. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just say that because I know we've talked about and just being like really slow about reading books sometimes. Well, so. she mostly is she reads like a lot of books at once and then doesn't always finish them. Yeah, um, which yeah. she'll readily admit to. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Everyone has their own little reading habits. Last but not yes. least, is it my turn? Oh, the hey, last thing. Mm-hmm. what's up? And I feel like, Kelly, you got to help me out on this one a little bit. Yeah. Because Kelly and I went to the show together. Um, it was, I put the Postal Service because that's really what I want to talk about. But it was Death Cab and the Postal Service 20th anniversary tour of their albums, um, Give Up and Transatlanticism. Um, I have seen Death Cab several times. Um, Death Cab was amazing. But I think, like... I was not fully prepared for how emotional I I got seeing the Postal Service live. Um, That album just meant so much to me um, back in 
2003 when it came out. Uh, I mean, in, in the years since, but I mean, like, I, I remember, like, when they came to Atlanta in 2003, I was too young to go to the show. I was so bummed out about it. I didn't have a chance to go see them again until this last year. <laughs> so it was a big deal finally getting to see them. Um, it was just like, it was an incredible show. Um, and yeah, it was just like really exciting to finally like see these songs live that like meant so much to me. And like, I was surprised and I'm sure everyone has experienced this going to see a show for like a band that they've loved for a really long time, but maybe haven't seen live. I was surprised at like how I knew every single lyric to every single song. Um, (laughs) But yeah, and Kelly got to come with me, which was extra fun. Yeah, and Emily made us, or didn't make us, but ordered us. Yeah, um, I don't make shit, Taylor Swift-esque uh, friendship, friendship bracelets. Because this was our era store. <laughs> postal service December, or postal service. Um, uh, Deb Cab. Deb Cab. Why did I say Decemberist themed? Yeah. Um, it just yeah. says like PC, Heart, DC, FC. And they're like, yes. they're like gold and blue, which I thought was cute. Yeah, like the albums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, yeah, it was so much fun. It was so much and fun. I loved it so much. It's like one of the best shows I've ever seen. I'm sorry, Kelly, you were gonna say something else. I mean, this is your. I know uh, that's okay, but turn. you were there too. <laughs> but yeah, seeing Jenny Lewis out on stage with uh, Ben was so lovely and emotional when she first like walks out on stage and Mm -hmm. everyone just the crowd went wild and they were both wearing like I loved that for the death cab portion of the show they all wore black and then for the postal service section they they all wore white Yeah, Um, Um, and Jenny had this like gorgeous white flowing dress and she looked like an angel you could just Mm -hmm. also tell like everybody in the audience was like really into the music and like a really big fan. And I think it was special getting to see it here because like they are from Washington. Um, and we actually mm-hmm. saw it the night it was trans, the, the, and the day of that transatlanticism came out 20 years ago. So it yeah. was like, Oh wow. It was really, really special. Album. It was, it was great. Transatlanticism is like the best death cab album. And like, obviously give up is like the only full postal mm-hmm. service album. So like, yes. these are two albums that are like amazing. And so it's so cool. Like, because normally when you go see a band that has a tons of tons of albums, you're like, God, I just want them to play like their older shit that I actually like. And <laughs> at this show, they did that. <laughs> <laughs> didn't have to listen to any of the new death yeah. stuff. Also, one last note. I just want to note that, like, as someone who's like always very anxious about things being on time, Ben, Gerb- ben Gibbard is a punctual man. They started on time. They finished on time. They did exactly what I was expecting them to do. And it was just like a very like comforting thing to me to like have everything go. On time. According to plan. Yes. It meant a lot to me. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That's all. Hey there, Book Squad goals. It's Annika. And my favorite thing in 2023 other than guesting on your podcast, which was super fun, was going to the drive-in. Um, I live in Southern California, and we still have a couple of drive-in movie theaters. And uh, we started going to them during the pandemic. And this past year, 
um, my younger son and I got to see Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse at the drive-in. And then we got to see Barbie at the drive-in and see so many people having so much fun wearing pink. And I don't know. It was just awesome. Hey, Book Squad pals. Uh, this is Carrie from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, so 2023 was a pretty eventful year for me, um, mostly in a good way. Did a lot of traveling, saw a lot of shows. So I thought for my best of 2023, I would pick a show that I traveled to see. And that was Lingua Ignota. Uh, I saw her at the Stanley Hotel in Colorado. And she is such a powerful performer. Uh, it was a very cathartic experience. She is, it, her performances uh, take a lot of uh, energy from her. And um, just seeing her in that environment of the, the Stanley Hotel, that haunted-ass hotel um, that The Shining you know, was the setting for, uh, was incredible. And that was a great trip overall. Happy New Year. Mary's just taken over leading this She's one. got the, time. yeah, well, the timer. Now she is drunk yeah. with it. No, drunk <laughs> no, with power. Fine. We do have some honorable mentions. For some reason, I'm first now. You, put, so I guess I you did go. this. Well, because someone was typing um, below and I didn't want to like mess that well, up. Well, now we're in reverse um, order. So, yeah. Oh, we're in reverse order. I mean, order. I, we can go in our order. We're smart. We can figure it no, out. No, we're just going to do reverse order. Um, so my honorable mentions are both two movies and it's just I guess it's just like Jacob Elordi movies. <laughs> Honorable mention. Jacob Elordi. Jacob Elordi. <laughs> um, Saltburn loved. It's an amazing <laughs> film. It's very pretty. Uh, Priscilla is probably my favorite movie of the year, but I didn't want to pick that as one of my favorite things because we all already have a full podcast episode yeah. about it. So I thought I'd rather talk about my second favorite movie of the year, May, December. But Priscilla, such a good movie. Uh, Great acting in that one as well. Great acting in Saltburn. I just want to shout out Rosamund Pike for yes. being like fucking amazing. She's great. Yeah. Yes. Always. Those are my honorable mentions. My honorable mentions are Renaissance, the film. Um, I didn't go to the tour, but I did love the album and I loved the film. I went with Ange, who is a Beehive certified member. Um, and you know, I'm like, I'm like the casual Beyonce fan. Like I, I really like her music. I've never seen her live. Um, and I'm not like in it, like a lot of her stands are, but, um, the movie was really, really great. And I really loved that she took time to, um, kind of emphasize the artistry of everybody working behind the scenes on such a huge production like that from the people who put together the sets to her costumes, um, all sorts of artists being acknowledged, and that was really cool. Uh, I also would like to acknowledge the podcast Murder on Sex Island, um, which is Joe Firestone, the comedian, um, wrote a book called Murder on Sex Island after she took a mystery writing class. Um, and the book is absolutely ridiculous. It is uh really great and the podcast is literally just her reading the book several chapters at a time and she does the entire thing and she's like I acknowledge that you know this is me just giving my book away for free but that's okay 
It is self-published. So uh, <laughs> I highly recommend it. It's very funny. And my final um, favorite thing of the year was Henry Kissinger dying. I Thank just want to say before we move on, one thing about Beyonce. I did paint my nails silver for New Year's in honor of Beyonce because she had a really good year. <laughs> I didn't have to go to the show. I had tickets to go to the show and then she moved the date. Just assuming everyone could just fucking go whenever she decided to move the date. Well, we could not. So we had to sell our tickets. But I've seen her twice before, so it's okay. I will watch the movie. Yeah. Um. So my first honorable mention is The Curse, um, which uh, stars Nathan Fielder, that little weirdo, oh, yeah. and Emma Stone. Um, it is either still on or the last yeah. episode just aired. I haven't – I'm like one week behind. But um, it's very weird. It's uh, – the premise is that they host like an HGTV-type show together, um, and Nathan Fielder gets um, – like allegedly cursed in the first episode and then shit just devolves into like strange psychological weirdness. Um, I won't say anything else in case you're going to watch it. Um, second thing is connections, the New York times game. So um, hard. I'm Such enjoying it game. more than Wordle. So good. A fun time. I do it before bed every night. Um, and I do it every morning, first thing in the morning. Ah, that's usually when I do my work. So maybe. Try that <laughs> oh, I do both in the morning, ah. but okay. Do your thing. I gotta save a little treat I do the crossword at night. Yeah, I was like, any crossword fans? (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah. I do Wordle and Connections in the morning. I do the crossword, crossword yeah. Right before I go to bed. That's the schedule over here. I have stopped. I stopped doing Wordle when I got um, COVID in 2021, and I haven't started again since. It's time to be real, everyone. My mom and my brother and I have a, a... like group text where we send each other our our wordle uh-huh. stuff every day and my brother forgot to play yesterday and this morning he was like what the heck if you miss a day your streak goes away yeah that's like, what a streak that's literally is literally what a streak means that's how it works <laughs> yeah. buddy so anyway he just learned that today they're kind of newer to it so it's like it's just a fun way to like connect with them too but anyway my last thing speaking of things that I do at nighttime is the Happy Color app, which is just color by numbers and it's relaxing. Ooh, and I fun. do that while I'm listening to an audiobook I if I don't want to like nice. read. read. Huh. Yeah. I love that. I'm going to check that out. So many categories to choose from. My favorite category is interiors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Could be a check little it out. designer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mary, finish us out. You started us off. Let's finish us Round out. Round four. My honorable mentions are Funny Fridays. I've talked about Reverend Jen before, but um, her and her now husband, James, have really been going above and beyond this year with really good content. Um and I just had to shout them out because they've done things like they did a, a series about contemporary Christian music, which was really like interesting from a historical standpoint. Um, they had to do an episode Wait, on Pat is this Robertson. Like a podcast? It's a YouTube series. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, I wrote a blog post about it a while sorry. back. Um, oh, okay. They did. They did an episode on Pat else. Robertson that was really good. James has been covering politics on their channel. All very good and interesting, and they have done a lot of cool stuff this year. I've also been enjoying Dragula. 
this year, which is my little favorite drag show that comes on Shudder. <laughs> it's really good. It's like horror-themed drag. <laughs> um, I've been enjoying watching, but I've also enjoyed... We have like a couple of friends that watch it, and so I've enjoyed talking about it in addition to watching it. Um, Imaginary Worlds is a podcast that I just found out about that's really cool. Every episode is about a different imaginary world. Sometimes it's stuff like the world of Miyazaki's movies or the world of The Legend of Zelda. And then sometimes it's more abstract, like creating the world of the haunted mansion at Disney World and like the struggles behind creating that ride or... I don't know. It's it's interesting. All right, scared the shit out of me when I was a child. Oh yeah, or like one of the episodes is about Pepper's ghost, which is a magic trick that gets used in the haunted mansion. But it's just like about the history of that magic trick and how people were really cool. freaked out about. It. It's really it's really interesting and cool. And I won't say anything about my last one. I didn't even put it on the list. But the boy and the heron. Oh, I really yeah. I really enjoyed. Going to see it still. I really enjoyed The it Boy was, in the Hand. I, even for Miyazaki, I felt like this one was, like, very strange. It was very strange. And, like, when we left the theater, I told Todd, like, you know, 10 out of 10 visuals, 7 out of 10 story. <laughs> like, some of the... Like, I was watching the movie, and there was seriously one point where I was like, did they, like, mess up the reels? Because I feel like this is out of order. It- yeah, like there are some <laughs> I like there were some moments where I was like, I'm not sure what's happening. There's anymore. some big leaps. <laughs> yeah, and like I don't feel like that like normally with Miyazaki, I'm like, okay, we're in like a weird sure. like, world. Like he he's very into like Alice in Wonderland mm-hmm. type stories. And this this is one of those, but like also not there were several moments where I'm like, I have no fucking idea how we got there. And yes. then we would go back to something that we were at before. And I was really like, I had a moment where I was like, I wonder if the movie theater like messed up accidentally like messed up. But it eventually all worked out. It's it's interesting <laughs> because like it's it's very it similar yeah. to me to some of his early work, but then with things that work really well in later work. So, like, it's got elements that are similar to Spirited Away. It's got elements mm-hmm. that are similar to Howl's Moving Castle, but then it also reminded me in some ways of, like, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. I don't know. It's, it's interesting, and I just love that Studio Ghibli cannot keep this old man from making movies. <laughs> yeah. Like... He can't. He can't keep himself. No, from he retired movies. like three movies up, ago. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I remember that. And he keeps like coming he. Back I think he more. retired after Spirited Away, and then he's like, oh, I got one more. I'm gonna do The Wind Rises, and then he was like, That was the one that I thought was his last. He was one. like, Okay, now I'm done, and he's like, I don't know. I got another idea. So he's just gonna keep making movies forever, and I love that for him. I do too. Hi, I'm Jace, and I have been lucky enough to be on Book Squad Goals 
uh, for a few different times. And I'm so thankful to be here again to share a few of my 2023 favorite things. Because this is a book squad uh, goals podcast, I'm going to start with the books that I have enjoyed this year. Uh, I read 50 books and I really got into short stories, which has been a really fun ride. Uh, but the full length books that I've really loved are The Other Boleyn Girl by Philippa Gregory. I enjoyed The Happy Place by Emily Henry. I read that over the summer. Uh, Reprieve was a great Halloween book by James Han Matson. Emily gave me that one. And The Cloisters was a fabulous dark academia read by Katie Hayes that I had such a book hangover after. On the music side of things, of course, because my husband is in music, I discovered the band Red Clay Strays this year. And I'm just so thankful. I saw them live on a whim. And it's basically, they're like if Elvis and Johnny Cash had a baby. They're so great. So if you're in the market for a new band to listen to, I highly recommend them. They're so great. I also got into playing Nintendo Switch this year and actually beat Donkey Kong Country from like the 90s. And I am just over the moon so proud of that. Uh, took many hours of dedication and hard work. Uh, I got into Cycle Bar, which is the only way that I can get my cardio in without wanting to die. And I got really into tart cherry juice. Uh, at night, I'll do a wine glass with ice and tart cherry juice. And it's a really great way to just kind of wind down after a long day. It has melatonin and tryptophan in it. And tryptophan is the thing that makes you tired uh, in Turkey. And so I have just like really gotten into that. It's like my little go-to hack and it's good for hormones too. So those are a few of my favorite things from 2023. And I am just so excited to see what 2024 has in store. That was our best of 2023. We have some um, listeners who wrote in totally unprompted. They just did this on their own. Um, some of their favorites. So we're going to talk about prompted. some of their favorites. Um, but if you still want to tell us about your favorites, let us know. We'll read them on the next other episode. So there's still plenty of time if you want to write in and tell us about your favorite things of 2023. Don't forget about us. We're here for you. But yeah. It really takes away from the urgency with which I posted in the story. You have three hours. Yeah, left well, you have three hours if you want to be on this one. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway, you know, we always take backlog feedback on shit. But anyway. That's true. Um, Mia from Tacoma, Washington writes So, since Thanksgiving, I've been in my audiobook era, and I don't know how I got here, but I'm so into smut <laughs> hockey romances for some reason. <laughs> I'm in my fourth one in a week, and it's wild. <laughs> I started with Icebreaker because somehow I ended up on Book Talk. Then obviously had to continue with Wildfire, which I think might have I might have preferred over Icebreaker. But that's because my husband says I'm easy to please, and everything I listen to is ten out of ten. Laughing. Face. I wish I was that way. I know. Same. I'm. I envy that. <laughs> yeah. In the last month alone, I've listened to like ten to twelve audiobooks, which is wild. That is wild. I will say, like Mia. Um, 
I feel like commutes a lot. Mm. And so I feel like that commute time is giving her that time, but also still very impressive. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming she's not listening to it at two times speed like I do. So very impressive. I will also yeah. say hockey romances are having a moment. I've seen a lot of them lately. They really are. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Especially like for someone in Washington, I feel like hockey is a big deal mm-hmm. up here. So I get it. I get it. I'll read the next one. Austin from Athens, Georgia said Gwyneth Paltrow's ski trial and the pop culture moment of Barbie. Love. Um, That was hilarious to me. (laughs) I almost forgot about the ski trial. I don't know how I could. And there is a musical of the ski trial now. It it has debuted in London already. Hopefully it will make its way to New York because I would love to see that. If it doesn't come to New York, I'm going to feel personally targeted yeah (laughs) we want to see it (laughs) um todd from hattiesburg mississippi says that his favorite video game of the year was pizza tower i don't know what that is (laughs) do you not know what that Uh, is yes it is a platforming indie game where you are a pizza guy who has like a stupid name. I it's like Tony Pepperoni or something. <laughs> nice. And you have to get to the top of the pizza tower. Or else. Mm. And but that it's like you do out. every level and then you have to do the level backwards and fast and it's really stressful <laughs> to me. It's really stressful. <laughs> um and his favorite album of the year yes. was Why Would I Watch by Hot Mulligan. Don't know it, but I will have to check it out. They're like a little post-punk band. I guess I'll read the next one since you guys have all read one. Great. Uh, This is going so well. Janet from Statesboro, Georgia, said The Anxiety Workbook by Christina Olson, Saltburn, Priscilla, and May December. Janet's on the same page as Emily. Janet and I have very similar movie tastes, (laughs) clearly. (laughs) Clearly, Janet and I are on the same page. We should be friends, Janet. Maybe I need the anxiety workbook. <laughs> yes. Oh, the anxiety workbook is a poetry book. <laughs> I fully <laughs> thought it was oh, like a self help Dang. Dang. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. No. I was like, maybe I mean, once maybe I, I finish um, self compassion for mm-hmm. OCD, I can check out that. <laughs> I mean, it still might be helpful, yeah. you know. Yeah. No, I'm not knocking poetry. Susan, I feel like you need to read this next one also. Okay, sure. Yes, uh, this one is a friend of mine. This is uh, Lorna from Austin, Texas said, Miss Rachel has some good jams. If you know, you know. Yeah. And if you're a parent, you do know. Yeah. I'm not a parent, but I've heard some Miss Rachel jams. I have not, but I'm going to have to check it out now. Thanks for the recommendation. She's fine. She she kind of has a grating voice when she's talking Yeah, me, she's talking. kids she'll talk, love her. She talks to toddlers specifically. Yeah. And yeah. babies. So she's over-enunciating. Yeah. A lot. Great. Uh, is it my turn? Ellis from Minneapolis says, SZA SOS was on heavy repeat for me. Also, the horror movie Talk to Me came out in 22, but hit streaming in 2023. So good. Um, I saw it in theaters in 2023. So I think it was like widely released in 2023. Yeah. It might have been like on the um, yeah. like film film fest circuit festival. before then. But I think it's I think it's 2020. It's a 2023 movie for sure. I still need to watch that too. That movie made me so emotional. In a good way. I think it was a good movie. I'm not, yeah. It was a good movie. I'm looking forward to the prequel and sequel. I'll watch all that, for sure. 
I'll watch all of it. Rebecca from Birmingham, Alabama says, favorite book was Welcome to the Circus of Baseball by Ryan McGee. And I loved it on audio because Ryan reads it and he is hilarious. But yes, my favorite book of the year. And no, you don't have to care about baseball to enjoy it. That's good because I do not care about baseball. That's a fun title. I love that we somehow got like a hockey book and a baseball book yeah. shout out on here. I do love that. <laughs> now, who is this last person? Mm. Who could that be? Know. It's Kelly's turn to read it, though. Um, yeah, that's true. It's Justin from Indianapolis. Just a stranger. Indiana. Just a stranger to the pod. We've never heard of him. Who said Sundial by Catriona Ward, mm. the album Unicorn by Gunship, and Proofrock Coffee. Justin, Sundial did not come out in 2023. Yes, he but he read, he read it. He read it. He read it. I told him it didn't <laughs> I love have Sundial. to be a 2023 thing. We That's read that okay. together. What is yeah. Proofrock Coffee? Uh, Proofrock Coffee is a coffee shop <laughs> that we is right oh, by our nice. house. And we can walk to it. So sometimes that is, we do that in the afternoons to go get that it. Yeah, we, have our, we have our little coffee shop that we walk to mm-hmm. also. It's just, it's just our a little nice coffee shop is... My Nespresso machine. We've never been able to to walk to anything, really. Like, y'all have been to our house in Birmingham before. Like, you got to get in the car to go everywhere. So this is like a real It's pretty great being able to walk to a coffee shop, for sure. It's a a game changer. Yeah, I have a coffee shop in the bottom of my building that I walk to by walking out the front door and going around the corner and going inside. I had one of those... When I lived in St. Louis, there was a coffee shop in the bottom of my apartment building, and I used to, like, eat breakfast there on the regular, and I was in grad school, so I was like, bitch, you cannot be buying yourself breakfast Yeah, and this day. place is expensive. <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah. That was incredible, everyone. Great job. We loved hearing about your favorites. Yay. We did say that you needed to write in before 8 p.m. Eastern time to get your favorite spread on this episode. But if you write in, we'll read it on the next yeah. on the next one. You know, we'll, we'll get you back, back next mm-hmm. time. Love to hear it. Um, what's on the blog? Well, let me tell you. Christmas blog still going. Do you know the last Christmas. day of Christmas is actually January 6th? So I still mm-hmm. have time. By the time this comes out, I should be done. I will say today I sat down to watch another Christmas movie and I was like, I just can't. <laughs> so I'm You've hit a day limit. behind. I've just hit, like, I looked at all the Christmas movies and the last Christmas movie I watched was this film called This is Christmas. Um, and it was so boring. I'm sorry. That's kind of like my experience with yeah, a lot of Christmas Yeah, it was just like movies, this dude, like. and he was on a train, and he saw this hot girl on the train, and he like really wanted to talk to her, but he also had a it's girlfriend. Christmas. So like all he really did was like he was like I'm gonna have a Christmas party, invite everybody on the train, and then she can be my party planning buddy, <laughs> and this can be so a way that we stupid. can get to know each other. And then I, hate it. I know it was awful. I was like. I feel like the moral of the story is supposed to be like, oh, you should talk to people and get to know them because you never know. And I'm like, no, I don't want to fucking talk to people on the train. Leave me alone. If someone on a train invited me to a party, I simply I would, would not, not go. Be attending. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, more to come on that in my blog and others. So that's just my most recent one. It kind of like made me need to take a little break, though, because it was not good. <laughs> So, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, today I finished Scammer. <gasps> I can't wait. Woo. And I, my thoughts are percolating. I'm so excited. Yeah. Per- percolating. We're hoping one of our goals and for 2024 is it. to deliver more blog posts to you because I know we've been slacking. Um, yes. But. We'll get back on our, our game with uh, Queer Girl Book Club mm-hmm. and YA Book Club, perhaps. <laughs> I wanted to rewatch Taxi Driver before I write the Queer Girl yeah. Book Club post. You still have time because we haven't started it yet. So I know. Um, on our next book episode, it's really a Kelly-centric um, couple of weeks. So our next book episode will be on Biography of X by Catherine Lacey. Uh, that will come out on the 23rd of this month. And it will also feature an interview with Emily Austin, author of Interesting Facts Yay! About I just ordered her new book. I'm so excited. Yay. I'm excited. Um, fun fact, as you will hear in the interview, I did her book cover and her first book's book cover. Oh, cool. So I'm excited to talk to her about it and maybe talk about what was um, her first book? everyone in this room will someday be dead. Yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. And I love, 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 love her books, which is why I had to ask her to come on because of all the stuff I've designed, her books are my favorite that I have read. Um, I'm going to have to bring this new one to you so you can sign it. Yeah. <laughs> I just got it from Book of the Month. Yay. Yeah, that's where I got mm. it too. And I was like, yeah. Kelly's famous. I'm famous. Yeah, she's I'm, on Book of the I'm Month. I'm Book of the Month famous. Um, yeah. Yep. I'm really excited uh, to, to talk with her. So that's that. And then on our next mm. other sode, we will be discussing an ins- important work in the literary canon, a new adaptation <laughs> of Mean Girls. Um, this is mm-hmm. the adaptation of Mean Girls, the musical. Um, not your mom's Mean Girls. Not your mom's Mean Girls, which is frankly offensive yeah (laughs) just like it's still my mean girls i'm here and also like i was here for the first one i'm uh, whatever uh yeah i do i'm i am still a teenager (laughs) please respect (laughs) just a 35 year old teen um a young adult (laughs) yeah so looking forward to talking about that uh yeah You, if you have your things of 2023 that you would like to mention to us, you can email us at thesquad at booksweggles.com. You can also write to us about any episode we've ever done and send us pictures of your pets reading books. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Blue Sky. We are at Goals on all of those things. Um, You can visit our website and our blog at booksquadgoals.com if that wasn't obvious enough. Um, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Um, and also please rate us on Spotify. These things are important. We still would like to reach new listeners despite having been going for all of these years. Um, it does matter to us to find new faces in the crowd. So, uh, (laughs) please leave us a rating and review. And if you have been a listener for all these years, or even if you're a brand new listener, um, we have a Patreon. It is $3 a month. You don't get any bonus content, but you do get pictures of pets, which in a way is bonus content. That's a bonus. That is bonus content. They're secret yeah. pictures. We're not posting them on social media anywhere else. And they have Never really before cool captions. Seen Never photos. before seen. 
of and you know that's a lot of pictures when you really think about it because between all of us we have uh, a lot of cats and dogs. 10 pets i think that's right mm-hmm. and we probably all take a good bit of pictures of them yes Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. please um, consider subscribing to us on Patreon, $3 a month. It won't break the bank, that's for sure. Um, and I want to thank, from the bottom of my little heart, our current patrons. That's Todd, Kathleen, Justin, Susan, Alex, Bonnie, Janet, and most importantly, always, <laughs> me, Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Happy 2023. Happy 2024. Screw 2023. Fuck 2023. Yeah. I'm not gonna think about it anymore. I, Worst year 2024. ever. 2024 is gonna be our year. Is it? You know how I know that because I believe in numerology, kind of. And eight is a good number. And two plus zero plus two plus four is eight. Wh- <laughs> Do you guys not know how numerology works? No. Yeah, twenty twenty four equals eight. So okay, it's an eight year. Hmm. It's a good number. It's a it's about balance. I see. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.